So it's about 7.50 p.m. when I'm recording this and winding, winding down for the night. And what a day. What a day, you know, and I'll just take you through it for a moment. So woke up, and honestly, I did not want to get out of bed this morning. It was kind of one of those days outside where it's really cloudy and rainy, and you're in your bed, and your bed just feels so warm and comfy in your blankets, and there's you just don't want to get out of bed. And I had to get out of bed eventually, but I hit the snooze a number of times and pushed back my getting up about two hours. And that's something nice with being self-employed that you can do from time to time, at least in the startup phase, is if you can <laughs> push the time that you wake up a little bit later. But yeah, it was it was difficult getting out of bed, but then had some exciting meetings coming up that I wasn't necessarily, you know, it's a mixture of like excitement, but also kind of like, whoa, this is a new experience. So the Duguid Institute invited me to be a part of some discussions, but kind of roundtable discussions about what we're doing and the impact that we are uh, bringing to the world around us. And so part of that was meeting a philanthropist and for the first time, a well-known philanthropist who founded the Dug- one of the founders of the Duguid Institute from the philanthropy side and really pushing this social impact. And it was, it was really an interesting meeting to see the social dynamics of how, you know, there were a number of other students that were in the meeting as well, other do-gooders who are working on social impact projects. And being in the space of someone who has money, right, and is giving that money as a donor, and how we interact with that human being, I find fascinating. And part of it... A couple weeks prior to, or I guess leading up to that meeting, not a couple weeks, but a few days in the week before leading up, knowing that this meeting was going to happen, my mind was wandering, right, into all of these thoughts about, okay, here's what I'm going to say, here's how I'm going to make the introduction, yada, 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 over and over and over. And so my wandering, coming back to the present, my wandering, coming back to the present, over and over. So when we're actually in this space, you know, a really interesting reminder for me is like, he's fragile. We're all fragile. We're human. He's going to die. His family's going to die. There's going to be disease between, you know, illness, chronic, you know, it's just every, all of life happens to each and every one of us. And yet when we come to this table, there's like these different ways that we are perceiving and viewing others. And so, yeah, that was, it was just, it's fascinating to me from a psychology perspective, but also to hear, you know, his, uh, Mr. Levinson's stories and, and what motivates that person to give and be a part of things. It's really cool. And has he has, in essence, created an ample opportunity for me and other do-good uh, students and to really change the world around them. So that's a really awesome thing. And then we had another meeting on top of that where we were meeting with um, David Brooks, who is a New York Times columnist, I believe, and also starting this Weaver Initiative, which is really, in essence, building community, and that's who we are, so it's really cool to kind of bridge that gap, and also, so that was another meeting, and it was one of those meetings where it's like, there's a sense of anxiety and stress, and you have this amount of time that you're going to pitch, you know, pitch evolving minds. Here's who we are. Here's what we're doing, you know, three to four minutes. And it was really difficult to really pitch who we are in that space. So after pitching evolving minds and who we are and, you know, the projects that we've going on and, and just sharing with that space and some of the things that I, I think went well in how I presented evolving minds is just acknowledging some of my anxieties in the moment, right? I, 
was anxious and my breathing was a little, you know, so before the meeting started, I was paced breathing right in that room with that space with all those people. I was sitting there taking a deep breath in and taking a deep breath out. And here, just for, let's just try it real quick. Why not? Like you, maybe here's an invitation for you to take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Such a helpful tip and tool for these stressful events. Because I know I'm not the only one in stressful meetings or situations or school. And so in that meeting, I was talking a little bit about who we are and, you know, relating it to the skills that we actually are teaching. So compassion letter, gratitude letter. And I was literally like, hey, you know, imagine if we had started this meeting with a compassion letter because we all have challenges here, right? And even in this moment, I'm noticing anxiety. And so I might even write to myself, you know, hey, Anthony, anxiety is a part of this common human experience. And this allowed me to kind of bring my vulnerability in the space, but also relate it back to Evolving Minds. So I thought that was awesome in the way that I presented Evolving Minds to the space. One thing that was I, I was caught was I had talked for a little bit and I really wanted to make a point, right? I really, 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 really had something to say. It was important, right? That's my perception of it. This is the kicker. This is it. This is what's going to make or break the deal. Because the, the part of why he was coming to this space of do good is to potentially write about or showcase all of these students doing good projects and working with refugees or there was Roots Africa and working in different countries and continents. And it was just like a culmination of all these different students. And so... And in, a moment, in this moment, I've kind of lost my train of thought, so I'm just going to take a pause. And normally, I think we would keep rambling and rambling and rambling, trying to find a place back to where we were going, but I'm just going to take a moment. So something that's really cool that you're not even going to know that happened, and I know, right, this is a stream of consciousness, but I did just take a pause there. I'm going to probably edit out some of the space in that pause. And I just went back to listen to it to kind of remember because I literally just forgot what I was trying, my point that I was trying to make. But the point was that I was, I had this point, I had to make this point. This is the kicker of Evolving Minds, right? Here's who we are. We are going to train youth to run this universal mental health preventative care program. Like we've got interested youth and we're going to make them into peer educators and we're going to invite them to go all over the city and spread our preventative care program. So this is the point that I wanted to make. I had talked for a little bit. I definitely had talked, I think, for too long. And so I had to get that point in there. And then the conversation went to another person and I could feel the, like, oh, come on, Anthony. Like, because before I had made that point, I could set, I was de debating within my mind, should I just let go? Or did I really get everything that I needed to across? And I went with the point. And in retrospect, I think I would have wanted to just let go and just allow the conversation to naturally unfold. So in this meeting, I was practicing, maybe not intentionally, mindful listening and mindful communicating. And then afterward, I was noticing my mind after this meeting had occurred, rehashing, retelling this story, you know, the judgments or the, you know, how you should have done this or you should have done that. And when in reality, I'm trying to speak a truth, right? I'm trying to speak my truth and the truth of evolving minds in this moment. So when I was driving to, I had to drive all, I had to leave the meeting early too because I had to drive all the way back to Baltimore to do our fifth week of mind, fifth week pilot of mindful living for professionals working with around 15 to 16 educators. And tonight's, it, it went awesome. But coming back to the meeting, in between that time I had to leave early 
and I was driving and my mind just kept going around this meeting, right? And I'm going 65, 80 miles per hour and I'm not even present with driving, right? And that's actually kind of a scary thought. How many, if our mind is wandering 50% of the time, because that's what they found in studies that our mind wanders 50% of the time. And the joke is that the other 50% of the time we're asleep. But you can imagine if 50% of the time our mind's wandering and you're driving on the road or you're in public transportation or you're walking and 50% of the time you're, someone's mind is wandering and they're not really present with the current activity that they're in, it's terrifying. So that's why mindfulness is, is really powerful and important because while I was driving, I was able to be like, okay, I'm noticing rehashing. I'm noticing judging with that rehashing, judging towards myself. Did I not, you know, oh, I'm going to write this email to Sarah who works at the Do Good Institute. You know, hey, I'm sorry I took up so much time, you know. Um, I really do value the Do Good Institute. Oh, wait, you know, I forgot to talk about how much Do Good means to me because I was too busy trying to sell Evolving Minds. <sighs> so it was a good day. I had a, it was a, a you know, a lot happening, a lot going on. So went from one meeting to the next and then I went all the way to Baltimore to run the fifth week of Mindful Living for Professionals. And we've, and we're really building community. We, we had a bunch of teachers come in. I think a few educators come in. I think a few of them knew each other, but really we were kind of strangers. And here we are in this fifth week. And the stories that are being told and the experiences that are being shared are incredible. We are building community and we have six more, excuse me, five. And I think I just ate dinner. I had chicken curry for dinner from moms. So I just noticed I was about to hiccup, but I, I stream of consciousness, we're getting through it. We're going through it, but it, it's, it's awesome to build community. It's a little scary because we're very vulnerable and there's a lot of layers and we've been hurt. We've been harmed. And yet when we come together, that shield starts to dissolve and we really start to be human and talk about traumas and grief and loss in an environment that can, in container that can hold it because we can't hold these experiences within the mind just by ourselves. There has to be a vehicle of sharing and connecting and yeah, that's, that's what it means to be human. That's a common human experience. So five weeks in, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable in leading the group. This is the first time that I've ever led a start to finish mindfulness program. I've done a lot of drop-in and like ongoing where you just kind of come in and there's like a lot of programs going on, but I've never done from start to finish. And it's really, I think I'm, I'm in love with the program, even though yesterday I was facing a little doubt because when I was introducing it to the, uh, the school that we're going to pilot it at Poly to the English department, I just, <laughs> I was feeling some doubt about, is this actually going to work? You know, is this going to be effective? And, and hearing some of these stories being shared about how these social workers are playing a one-minute meditation. They're being empowered to play this one-minute meditation in their space, and they have a totally, let's say, overwhelmed, uh, stressed, you know, very fidgety young adult in their office. They play this one-minute meditation, calmness. That person leaves, goes throughout the day, and then the social worker doesn't have they, – they, there's so much time freed up. And that's what – there's superpower in this program too in the practice of mindfulness is that – I, I try and sit 30 minutes a day, and I haven't sit yet, so I'm going to hold myself to sitting and around 15 minutes of movement, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that following sharing this information with you. But practicing this frees up time. So when people say, I don't have time, one, 
I'm going to challenge you because it's false. You do have time. If you are pooping, if you are peeing, you can be practicing mindfulness, mindful pooping. It is completely doable, right? Especially if you have a lot of digestive challenges. I know I do. I've had a lot of trouble with my bowel system. We're not going to get into that here. You'll probably hear it in the future, honestly, because it happens way too much in my life. So you probably hear it in a future video. Um, this is not a video. You'll, you'll hear it in the future podcast. And wow, like imagine just sitting on the toilet and taking some deep breaths. I'm, I'm not ashamed. I do it, right? Constipation, you know, it, it helps because you're actively calming the body. And when you're rigid and you're tight, that's actually creating stress, which is probably making it more difficult to pee or poop. Anyway, so you can practice mindfulness, peeing or pooping. Uh, one experience that I have with uh, one of my groups at Potomac, we actually came up with this. We were brainstorming different, we were brainstorming gratitude interventions within the group, which is an incredible activity that I uh, encourage you to try, like get a group together and brainstorm what ways can we actually bring gratitude into our life. And we found gratipooping. Gratipooping is every time that you're on the toilet, you're just thinking about the things that you're grateful for. Now, I know this is challenging because the majority of us are on our phones when we're pooping or peeing. This is me a lot, and I don't even know what I'm doing, honestly, because I'm like kind of on New York Times scrolling, but I'm not really there. But everyone has a place that they go when they poop. Let go of the phone. Try gratipooping. I'm going to try it tomorrow morning. So I don't know how we got from gratipooping, but... Uh, to from the stories today to gratitude pooping but this is what just happens when you let the mind go and stream of consciousness it just takes you places and uh, that's what we were actually learning today in group where we were doing mindfulness of thoughts and one way that i've conceived mindfulness of thoughts is actually breaking it into stations so you have 15 different stations and three it's like three mini meditations because really in reality a 15 minute meditation is really difficult for many people because they perceive that they're doing something wrong when their mind is wandering or i have so many thoughts or i'm not feeling calm when in reality that's the experience that's unfolding so these mini meditations give people different perspectives about thoughts like what are this, the flavor of your thoughts or imagine the space between your thoughts and you spend about three minutes there and you're just kind of like huh or, or imagine clouds in the sky and your thoughts flowing away. Or imagine, um, so it's it brings in the skills that we're learning throughout the week, and then you move from one station to the next. The really cool thing about it is that you ring the bell, everyone take three deep breaths in, you reground yourself. So it's an, I found when I worked at Potomac that this was a really powerful trauma practice because a five to ten minute meditation could be really challenging for some of these young adults. But if we broke it down to two minutes, three minutes, we gave them different perspectives. We gave them agency, a sense of choice, a sense of control. And then they took three deep breaths, grounded, walked to the next station, walked to the next station, walked to the next station. There's levels of presence that you start to experience. And now I'm feeling the chicken curry again bubbling up. And I probably won't edit that out, even though it won't sound too great on the audio. Anyway, I'm in a I'm in a good mood. I might even take a deep breath in. I'm noticing I'm feeling good about evolving minds. Every day is a roller coaster. This is an awesome experience. If you are a creator, if you are an innovator, if you are sharing ideas, if you want to become one, if you are interested, yeah. I hope that you find a moment to connect with your vision, your passion, your desire. I hope that you really slow down and connect with who you are and where you're going in this world. And there's something beautiful when I've found 
being in relationship with people. You learn so much about who you are in the world. For example, in talking and conversation, I learned in, in Mindful Living for Professionals tonight, I learned that within the Baltimore City Public School System, what is there, Forty to 80,000 students? A ridiculous amount. There's 30 art teachers. 30 art teachers and maybe less music teachers for that many students. That's unacceptable. That's not okay. What are we teaching? Are we teaching... Uh, and here are my judgments and opinions coming up. Art is so intrinsic in who we are, and it really unlocks potentials around getting through our judgments and allowing us to present ourselves as who we are. So those are just some thoughts that I'll leave you with, and I, I'm noticing a lot of spit in my mouth. So you're getting the true kind of experience stream of consciousness tonight you know I wanted to sit down I I actually wanted to come right here sit down give you all this energy because I was driving back from mindful living for professionals but I followed my belly and went to mom's to get the chicken curry and now I came back and I'm feeling a little warm from a, a day of just bouncing all over the place experiencing different energies and uh, spreading kindness love and uh, trying to take care of myself and uh, so with that May you find some time to be with yourself and uh, may you find a moment of peace and relaxation. May you spread kindness and love and curiosity and exploration and investigation and happiness and laughter and joy and to all of the people around you. And may they also spread that back to you. Take care. Bye-bye.